I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode of Pop Everything is brought to you by Audible, the leading provider in audiobook entertainment. With over 150,000 titles, you can get a free one, anyone you want by going to audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. Tim, what would you recommend they get there this week? Tom, this week, I would, pay, I would if, if I were uh, taking advantage of this deal, Tom, yeah. I'd uh, download Yes, I Can, the story of Sammy Davis Jr. This is autobiography. Does he narrate it? No, he died several years ago, Tom. He died before the advent of uh, audiobooks Yeah, but this guy, Burt Boyer, is yeah. writing it. I'm not sure if he does the Sammy voice. Uh, but hey, man, who... Everybody wants to learn more about Sammy Davis Jr. and they don't know where to go. I say, re- listen to, to what he had to write about himself. Yeah, audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. Hello and welcome to Pop Everything, a podcast about pop culture and everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm the other host, Tom. Tom, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well, Tim. Can't complain. It's Thanksgiving week. It We're, is. It, right now when this episode's at, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, people are uh, settling, sitting down with their with their families. Uh, they're saying a prayer, thanking everybody, thanking the gods or <laughs> Allah or whatever for this great meal. Yeah, and then you, they're like, you started off by uh, assuming most people are uh, polytheistic that they're thanking the, the Greek gods, or yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to judge, Tom. Like, thank you, Zeus. Yeah, Apollo. And uh, I don't know anything about mythology, Tom. No, we've talked about this before. Everybody else I know knows a I know. lot more. It's my I blind think they skipped that it's in my, our in our schooling. It's my Jeopardy blind spot as well. I'll never go on Jeopardy. Yeah. I guess I could just like read a book or two about them. <laughs> Who's got the time? But the Greek gods and the Roman gods. Who? who yeah, can but keep then tra- like some of it, it's like, oh, this Roman god is this Greek god. It's just a different name. There was some overlap. Where's a different costume? Yeah. Um, it's it's like those uh, comic books that you read. Uh, I mean, a lot. They of rebooted the- Zeus as Apollo. <laughs> Well, a lot of people say that uh, that uh, you know the 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 superhero characters that's our mythology. That's a modern American mythology. Yeah, for idiots. But, Just kidding, Tom. Uh, but it's not going to be modern American mythology because they're going to keep changing the copyright laws forever, so those characters never become public domain. Exactly. Um, so what I was saying is everybody's playing, praying to all their gods. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, oh, sorry that Doomsday broke Zeus's back. <laughs> But he'll come back as five other Zeus's, uh-huh. um, and and then they're <laughs> saying like a lot of storylines right now. Now they're saying, uh, uh, now everybody shut up. 
because mm-hmm. uh, the new episode of Pop Everything is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, and, uh, and then uh, the the man at the head of the table, <laughs> the patriarch, uh-huh. walks over to the high five. <laughs> Old patriarch, yeah, and the cane. Yeah, it takes him a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, his son or his grandson has downloaded this. Uh, transferred it to uh, uh, old vinyl record, mm-hmm. 78. Mm-hmm. He puts it on, and now people are listening to this. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Here we are. From all of us to all of you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Is uh, that Santa I hear? No, every Every no, Christmas not... special ends with, up. Oh, and you know who comes next? Well, Santa. This isn't a Christmas special. It's not even a Thanksgiving special. No, every special. Thanksgiving special ends with that. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. There aren't any Thanksgiving specials. The Oh, uh, what about uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown? It, Charlie Brown has a Thanksgiving special. It pales in comparison to the Halloween special with the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, but they, they were just churning them out. They made like a Valentine's Day one. And you know the Christmas one. That, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lulu, Lulu, that one. Yeah. Um, Tom. Yeah. Uh, can I get serious for a moment? Sure. Uh, I was reading some mail that we've received here. Pop everything at gmail dot com. I've been uh, reading some reviews on the old iTunes. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Tom? I always say in interviews, I don't, I don't read the reviews. <laughs> That's not, not always true. It's not true. You're obsessed. So no, just sometimes in my weakest moments. Uh, when uh, pain t- medication wears off, yeah, and I'm I'm just I'm just lying awake. I say, well, let's see what the kids on iTunes say. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Tom, they love us primarily. Me. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple people that are uh, all. Uh, this Tim is some sort of sour puss, mm-hmm. or this Tim is a malcontent. Yeah, look at the puss on his face. Yeah, I can I, I I wish I could see his face so I could slap the puss right off of it. <laughs> That's what they say. What they don't know is you'd come back with a an even harder puss. Oh God, I would puss so hard. You try to slap a, I I would come back with a with a puss ten times stronger. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, it would be the sourest puss you've ever uh, slapped. Well, well, they wouldn't slap it again. I don't know. Maybe well, they wouldn't learn their lesson well, the first time. Hopefully, they would have learned the first time. I don't know. It's it's hard to say, Tom. But they yours... say like, doesn't he like anything? He uh, hates everything. Mm. And I think that might also dovetail with with another thing that I, I hear on Twitter a lot is uh, Tim. When is Tom? <laughs> Tim, shut the hell up. Tim, when is Tom going to let you talk about something that you like on the show? Which is true because this show has been pretty much like. Uh, you let's face it. You talking about Arrow yeah. and Batman? It's, it's off the air this week. It should be on right now. I know. So I'm taking this opportunity. I'm seizing it, <laughs> yeah. and I'm hijacking it for. Uh, well, then they're going on a mid-season break, so you'll have you'll have your run of the place. Well, I just want to do a quick a quick few minutes on uh, my favorite thing, Tom. Of of all the things, of all the things, I think, or one of them. One of my favorite things, and and make a plea, um, to to the to the general public and the cultural critics out there, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to uh, ruin this thing. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes, Tom. It's a comic strip. I know. It's I a know. beloved comic Tim, strip. I know Calvin and Hobbes. I feel like. That is the perfect thing, and I don't want to even talk about it too much mm-hmm. because uh, you'll ruin it. You'll ruin it for everyone. Yeah, you know, like when 
like you, Tom, you've never seen The Wire, right? No. And uh, it was a, it was a good show. I mm-hmm. really liked The Wire. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if you were to sit down and watch The Wire, mm-hmm. so many insufferable bastards have come up to you and been like, oh, "You have to, you have to watch The Wire. It'll change your life." Right? Oh yeah, no, that's why I'll I'll probably never watch The Wire. Yeah, and if you ever do, you'll be like, eh, "It's all right." I don't see what's so great about it. Yeah. Because uh. I'm expecting to be wowed here. And you, uh, my big thing is you go in with high expectations. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no, there's nothing that can live up to that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm walking into that thing and it's already going to be as good as HBO's best drama, in my opinion, Dream On. Uh, and how could it beat that? I thought you were going to say Treme. Treme? I haven't seen any of Treme because I feel like I need to see The Wire because it's the same guy, right? Yeah, it's David Simon. Um, And I feel like, well, why should I watch this that kind of has mixed reviews when The Wire's? So I'll just watch neither. (laughs) No, that's fair. And that's that's the thing. It's... uh... But here's the thing with Calvin and Hobbes. No, no, no. I don't really like HBO dramas. I watch Game of Thrones. You watch that? Like, um, currently watch it? No. I, I kind of, like, just binged on all of it after this last season. Sorry, I'm disrobing. Uh, yeah, I can see. It's really hot in here, Tom. Um, The heater is blasting. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll, I'll loosen my tie as well. <laughs> you are wearing a tie. That's not a joke. Yeah. Um. It I, was a joke that I was loosening it because I actually took it off. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I watched all of that, but that just kind of in like a, a short burst, you know? Yeah. Um, but HBO drama, eh. I watch Sopranos sometimes. Not a huge Sopranos guy. Uh, I was a huge Sopranos guy. Uh, but come on, can we all be? Can we all admit that it dragged when he was Kevin Finnerty? Kevin Finnerty. What? Who? Tony. Oh, he was in like witness protection at some no, point or something? No, he got shot. Uh, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got shot by Uncle Junior mm-hmm. at the beginning of one season. And then he was uh, like in a coma. Uh, and oh, he either dreamt I, that he was yeah, an insurance I salesman or that. he was in purgatory. Or mm-hmm. David Chase has implied that it might have been an alternate universe. <laughs> That's getting comic-y. Yeah, and and that's when I was kind of <laughs> like, out. all right, guys, I think you're you're spinning the wheels here, so yeah. HBO can just cash the checks. Yeah, I don't. So I wasn't huge on that. Uh, I've been to the Boardwalk Empire set, but I haven't watched Boardwalk Empire. I've been to an actual Boardwalk once in my lifetime. I've been to a Boardwalk a few times. I haven't gone back because of all the splinters that I got. You should go just a, to not the a positive experience. Boardwalk Empire set, Tim. It's like stepping back in time. It is pretty. They neat. burned it down, didn't they? Yeah, right. Because that a was spoiler like part alert of the story. for a show that I've never seen an episode of. Uh, the hotel exploded or something. Yeah, and they we it was in Greenpoint. Yeah, the set. Yeah, there's a giant fireball. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Hey, everybody!" They they, they do this occasionally. They tried to get the word out as best they could. Like, um, sometime late at night tonight, there's going to be mm, like a 300 foot fireball in the air. Pay no attention. It's for it's for TV. Yeah, they did that same thing. Uh, when they were it filming. might blow out some of your windows. <laughs> it might shake everyone's apartments. Yeah. Don't call the cops. It's no big deal. It's, hey. Quit being a killjoy. Hollywood's here. You hey, should be grateful. It's TV. And guess what? It's not even TV. It's HBO. 
Exactly. And that's why that's how they got away with it, because nobody would stand <laughs> for something uh, for their lives being disrupted. A huge fireball in their neighborhood for TV. Yeah. Hopefully like that's low class. Hopefully they're not going to do that in your neighborhood with uh, girls. The fireball? Yeah, they're not going to pull out the whole fireball trick again. It's another HBO show shooting in Greenpoint and Williamsburg. They might decide, like, well, well, it worked for this show. Let's have a giant fireball. That seems like Lena Dunham (laughs) style. Yeah. She's going to go out in a blaze of glory. She's been ripping off uh, Boardwalk Empire for for years. It's about time, somebody. All those pinstripe suits those ladies are wearing. (laughs) Yeah. And they're running a casino. Yeah. And, uh... Steve Buscemi, sir. I don't know anything else about Boardwalk Empire. Steve Buscemi, super nice guy, right? Um, he was very nice when I approached him very drunk at his son's punk rock show. He was very nice on the set of Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, well, and, we, uh, we had very different experiences. Conf- he, he bought me uh, his son's CD. Oh, that's... I think to get <laughs> me to stop talking to him. Um, I told him I really enjoyed Trees Lounge, this independent movie he made, probably in like 1997, I want to yeah. say. I never saw Trees Lounge. I bet that's a really good movie, though. I'm sure. That's why I told him it was so good. Yeah. And I might have been like, look, full disclosure, I haven't seen it, but I bet it's really good because I really like you. (laughs) I like you, like you. And he's like, I bought you the CD. Bye. Uh, He was a consummate professional on this set, Tim. They the like, professional actor? No, but it was like the kind of thing where uh you know what? He's just so good that there were like a bunch of people trying to figure out like a camera thing and he was like, "Hey, how about I do this and the camera does this?" And it was the solution. That's not his job, you know? He doesn't have to you could just be like, "Oh, I'll be in my trailer." But he was like, "No, I think I have it figured out. How about we meet in between?" And I can do all this stuff. I was reading some celebrity gossip about Glee, Tom. No, <laughs> yeah, about uh, Leah Michelle. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. Is that the girl that like? That that's it, the one. Her her boyfriend's the one who who uh, who died, right? Right. Her, her boyfriend on the show and in real life, I believe. I believe uh, they say truth is stranger than fiction, Tom. <laughs> but that it was her boyfriend in both. That's not strange. That makes sense. No, that is she. Uh, that he was her boyfriend on the show, uh-huh. and then also in real life, she he was her boyfriend. Yeah, no, that's not that strange. They work together. That happens. But I heard that she, uh, according to this uh, website, this celebrity website, which <laughs> shall remain nameless, is uh, she's a difficult one to work with. Ah. Uh, and one time they were trying to figure out a camera shot, and she clapped her hands like that and said. Let's go, people. I have plans, which is the anti-Buscemi. This is why I always say Leah Michelle is the anti-Buscemi. You know what stinks is um, uh, I've been jerks at work all the time. And, you know, it's never worthy of, like, uh, it being in a tabloid. She's- but if someone is doing their job... Are you like, come on, asshole, I have plans. Yeah, but you don't know, like, what it is. Uh, You know, they could be arguing over a dumb thing, and it's like, ah, I have plans. And I'll tell you what, she's, uh, what's her name? Leah Michelle? Yeah, I think. She's Leah Michelle. She's got better plans than anybody else there. It's like, my plans don't involve uh, eating eating Fritos and uh, jerking off. My plans involve some... That's what all the crew on Glee does. <laughs> yeah. My plan... <laughs> Every... <laughs> that seems fair, Tom. Everybody from the intern to the executive producer, that's all they've got going on. 
But she's like, I've got to be on the right At the same time? Yeah, they all share an apartment. No, 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 no. They're eating while they're... No, it's like... (laughs) J-N-O. J-N-O. No, you know, Tim, I don't know. You know, I'm not an expert. Yeah, neither of us are experts. So, what I'm saying, Tom, is that Mm. there's this contingent of, like, late 20s, early 30s, white, affluent guys... Mm-hmm. That will tell you that The Wire is the best show ever, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, tainted uh, The Wire's legacy now, right? It now it's that show that every insufferable oh, yeah. hipster. Oh, I know what t- it's like. Yeah, exactly. But not even I know what it's like, but just like, oh, if you don't like this, uh, I don't think I could be friends with you, or like, yeah. I don't think I can talk politics with you because, um, you know, like. All people like me who have never set foot in the inner city, you know, and it's like uh, the same people I've noticed. There's been this resurgence of uh, of interest in Calvin and Hobbes lately, mm-hmm. and it's all that that same group of uh, late twenties, early thirties, affluent white guys. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh yeah, this thing was really special to me, and like. Uh, it was a guy who made this thing with a lot of integrity and, like, uh, you know, never sold out and just did what he wanted to do for as long as he wanted to do it and then stopped. And uh, now we're going to ruin it <laughs> by we're telling everybody beat it into how. The ground, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, you're going to see uh, lists of, like, the, the top 15 most heartbreaking Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, like the, the creator top... of it didn't want to beat a dead horse. So we're going to beat it for him. Exactly. And there's... All right. So I started reading a book mm-hmm. um, called uh, Searching for Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Right? And it came out a couple of years ago. And I bought it when it came out. Um, it's your part of the problem. And basically, it was called Searching for Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, if 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 you don't know it, it's a it's a seminal uh, newspaper comic strip. Yeah, syndicated comic strip. Um, like I urge three you panels, ch- four panels. Yeah, but the Sunday. Uh, oh yeah, like they, he they broke the mold. Be- no, no, no. He was just like, oh, I'm the mo- I'm one of the most popular uh, ones. Uh, comic strips. I want a half a page and just give me a square. And I, or I'll give do, me a rectangle. I'll do what I'm going to do. And I'll break it up the way I want to break it and up. And I'm going to put it in color. And it's Sunday. I'm going to have sex with your wife. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know if he ever said that. I doubt that. he ever said that. But uh, <laughs> you know what? He was playing hardball. I'm not sure. Maybe he said that. Playing and at he a local knew newspapers. It was like a, a negotiating tactic yeah. with the editor of the local newspaper. And then he'd be like, all right, you, I won't do that stuff with your wife. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you give me the other stuff and the, the other guy's wiping sweat from his brow, like, thank God. Because if my wife knew that uh, Bill Waterson was interested in her, psh, I'm yeah. out of a wife now. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't have to agree. She would. Yeah, exactly. So and, and then he was just it, like, all right, Waterson. She's out the door. Just uh, we'll give you what you want. Just just, you know, just get out of town mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, stay away from my yeah, daughter. Just go back to your cabin. Yeah, exactly. And um. This is just a dude who was who was making comic strip. They were like, uh, "Let's make a movie out of it." He's like, "No, nah, it's comic strip." Uh, mm-hmm. He all right. So I was I was reading this book, uh, searching for uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. And it's really just the guy trying desperately 
to uh, score an interview with Bill Watterson, yeah. the the author of Calvin and Hobbes, who granted like maybe two interviews ever yeah. in his career, and like uh, in the it, like has written in books that he regrets doing those interviews yeah. or whatever. He said, and he said, he's written in his books, like, oh, people want to interview me all the time. Uh, here's my philosophy behind all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's this 10th anniversary book where, like, anything that was relevant to the strip, how he wanted to present it, he just wrote a couple essays in there and, like, explained everything. Yeah, there's no other... That anything beyond that would be, like, prying into this man's life. Yeah. And people are just... You know, so obsessed with it that it's, oh, no, but I need to interview him. You don't need to interview him. So this guy writes a whole book. Well, and especially a form like that where he is writing it and drawing it, right? Yeah. That's that's his voice on the page. That's it. You know, that's, that's what he's, you know, what are you going to ask? Like, oh... Are you happy with how this turned out or, or or what did you mean by this? No, it speaks for itself. I created this as a person by myself. Yeah. And also it stands on its own. It you know speaks what? for itself. Even if it doesn't uh completely encompass Bill Waterson as a person. Yeah. That's the portion that he wanted to, to share put into with the, the public. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's fine. Like I don't need to know anything. So this guy's talking about in this book. I bought this book, and then I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really need to read a book about a guy trying to uh, force a guy who doesn't want to have a conversation with him into having a conversation with him, and yeah. then printing the results, the resulting interview, and profiting off of it. Like, mm-hmm. that's not my kind of thing. The interesting thing, which I never really saw reported, was... Um, the day before, or the week before this came out, this book, book came out, mm-hmm. I think in 2008, I want to say, mm-hmm. maybe 2009, Bill Watterson surfaces and uh, gives an interview to a local paper in his town, just apropos of nothing. Just, I think, like, emails the editor, like, hey, do you want to do a quick Q&A with me? Just to undercut the idea that yeah, but he's he some never, J.D. Salinger yeah, he, type. Yeah, he never says recluse. that. He never mentions yeah. the book. But I think he was like, no, I'm going to take the wind out of this guy's sails. This guy's whole book is, I can't get in touch with this guy. Nobody can interview him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so and if then, this asshole shows up on Good Morning America, they're going to ask him, well, he did an interview last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't think it was malicious or anything. I think it was him just being like, no, you know what? Don't force me into doing this and don't try to make a big media frenzy around yeah, it. Yeah, don't try and sell books based on me not wanting to talk to you. Right. Especially like... You bully. And and here's the thing. I like everybody involved here, right? Like yeah. I think Bill Watterson's a genius or I don't know. I like I like the thing that he made a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy writing a book is just like me. He's just a guy that really, really liked this thing that mm-hmm. uh, it affected him. Um, so like I have no ill will towards this guy, but it was just like, yeah, you, you don't seem to like at some point you got to respect some everybody's wishes. Yeah. This is not like, uh, Bill Watterson's like, uh, 
Alec Baldwin, who's like uh, got a million things going on, like a, a radio show and a, an MSC t- MSNBC talk show, and is a sitcom actor, and is like, why is the paparazzi following me yeah. when I yell at them all the time? And yeah. It's like, yeah, because you put yourself. He's like, nah, I don't want that. I'm gonna stop doing my thing. It's fine. Um, well, it speaks to a larger the idea that you know he he did these and. Um, was it they have that collection of books and was it like four volumes maybe yeah the the paperback i think is four volumes and the hardcover is three and it's the complete and it's complete it's everything Mm -hmm. and people just want to beat things into the ground and he's and he says in this interview with uh mental floss right here's that's uh, yeah i'll get to that that that's what destroys magic to just keep I forget the exact quote, but it's something about like, you know, just keep doing things. And that's what kills me about stuff like, well, like, why not make a Calvin Hobbes movie? Why not make toys? Why not make uh, a cartoon? Why do you have to? You made this. This is the format. Why? Like, should he make a novelization of his of his uh, comic strips? Like, no, this is the format. Should he make novelty records about it? Yeah. Yo, my name is Calvin, and I like to <laughs> yeah. say, this I is like the... riding wagons down a hill in a major way. The the thing that was amazing about that comic book and, and why so many people liked it is um, not only... You called the, it a comic book, I not think. Yeah, sorry, comic strip. Not only the... Um, you know, the, the ideas and the jokes, but the way it was drawn just fit perfectly. Yeah, it was, it was a, a perfect package. So why do you want to be like, oh, we should do a live action movie? No, this is the perfect way to tell this particular joke or insight. Yeah, it's it's yeah. And that's the thing. It's it's why beat something to death. Everybody else who makes something is beating it to death. <laughs> Let this guy, who is right. smart enough and classy enough to be like, I've said all I wanted to say through this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in being your god. Yeah. Um, let's just uh, let's just go our separate ways. I'm glad you liked it. I've left you I've, with this. I've become uh, reasonably rich, not as rich as I could have been, but uh, very wealthy by drawing a cartoon, and you know that's fantastic for me. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to ruin this thing, just become, you know, a billionaire or whatever. So anyway, they made this other movie. Uh, yeah. Not okay. a, they made this movie, uh, Dear Mr. Watterson, that just came out. Yeah. And to be fair, I've only read about it because mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in watching it because, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't try to interview him. We just wanted to get a bunch of people together. Mm-hmm. And like to talk about how special it was to them and stuff, and I like think other, they go, other artists and stuff. Yeah, right? but I think they also go into a little bit of like the mythology around it, and mm-hmm. like this is where Bill Watterson grew up, and and it's like again, yeah. um, you like something very much that I like very much. That's cool, and you call it Dear Mister Watterson as if it's like, hey. Just in, like we want you to know that we appreciate this. It's like you know what <laughs> you the guy away is, in obscurity and yeah, the guy has sold eight billion copies of Calvin and Hobbes books. I think he knows that people like it. Like yeah. uh, uh, authors are sending letters to his parents' house, uh, trying to get interviews for their book with him. 
Mm-hmm. I think he knows that people like it. Like, yeah. why must we? Do, why do we? And again, a week before or a month before uh, the, movie. the movie comes out, all of a sudden he contacted Mental Floss, the magazine, and was like, "Hey, you want to do an interview?" Yeah. Well, I have a personal beef with that uh, with that documentary because which I don't have a. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I haven't even seen it, but I just feel like it, oh, it, just let sleeping dogs lie. Um, and I'm sure it's well produced. I'm sure I'm, it seems to have an impressive roster there. But again, like... You don't have to make it about the one guy that you're sure doesn't want you to make this, right? Yeah, he doesn't need your help. He's no, not... it's like, do you think Bill Watterson like, would hear about this movie and be like, Oh, well, good. I have no idea. That... I got. I got. I got to. I had to download this on VOD immediately because, or was he like, Ah, oh, shit, another one of these? Oh, come on, guys. So I'm looking at. I donated to this documentary Kickstarter. Tim, on Kickstarter. I'm looking at the page right now. It was successfully funded March 15th, 2010. Their goal, and this is, you know, over three years ago, almost four years ago now, right when Kickstarter was, was just starting up, uh, the goal was $12,000. They reached $24,548. Double the goal. Double the goal, and then some. Yeah. And 548 extra dollars just uh, walking around money. Some FU money right there. <laughs> um, and and this was, it's, it's very vague, but it was just to make the movie. And, you know, in the uh, little trailer, they show a, a lot of the interviews that were already shot, uh, giving the impression that this movie was was close to done. And that that twelve thousand was all they needed to get the movie done. Hell, they got double it to to finish it up. Well, I guess that's the end of the story, huh, Tom? Tim, that's not the end of the story. Oh my god! Because then, uh, uh, a little more than two years later, July fourteenth, two thousand twelve, they put up another project with a goal of fifty thousand dollars. And they reached ninety six thousand seven hundred seventy two dollars, and it's pretty much the same. It doesn't, I, I, you know what? I, I can't say for sure if it mentions the old uh, Kickstarter on here. I'm just scrolling through quickly, but 
you know, they asked for $12,000. They got double that. Then over two years later, they're like, uh, we need um, $50,000, actually. And then they get double that. And now here we are, you know, 18 months later, and it's finally coming out. Like, I just kind of feel like that first Kickstarter, they, yeah, it's probably just all poor planning, but it left a bad taste in my mouth of you guys were early on the Kickstarter bandwagon. And then much later, it was like, shit, a lot more people are into this now. We missed our shot to get a lot more money. And not I'm not saying that I think they pocketed that money or anything. I think right. they put it all into the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I kind of feel bad talking out my ass about the movie um, because I don't think either of us has seen it. No, I was just upset because, yeah, I donated this thing almost four years ago with the impression that, oh, this is going to be done relatively soon. And they um, go out and raise a hundred grand more. Yeah, I mean, they got double what they said uh, they would. Uh, you know what? And this first one, I think it was even before Kickstarter had like uh, estimated delivery dates. Yeah, those were added pretty recently. Uh, but then you, even this, you know, uh, the the second one. Um, if you donated thirty five dollars, you'll get a DVD. Estimated delivery uh, December twenty twelve. Nobody got those. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure that they didn't get those. Yeah, but you can't slander them. You can't. It is libelous what you're saying. I'm pretty sure that people didn't get them. Okay. Well, anyway, that's not my beef with the movie. My beef. That's with the my movie. personal beef with the movie. Yeah, I didn't. I well, didn't. No, actually, to, to actually, it. I take it back because you know what? I'd have to look through this, but I'm pretty sure what happened was they couldn't send out the DVDs because then they couldn't enter it into festivals, right. which is fair. However, <laughs> you took money from people with the promise of that. Like, Well, they're going to get their DVDs eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm if sure. If they haven't I'm gotten sure them they, already. I'm sure they will, but it just seems like poor planning all around of like, oh, of course we'd want to submit this to fest. I don't blame them. That's going to get much more attention. But, you know, just... That happened to me with a Bill Callahan documentary I... Uh, uh, donated to, and it was well worth the wait, Tom. Yeah. So stop being a hater. Well, I donated to a Bob Mould uh, concert film. Got it a month later. It was already done. <laughs> they were just selling. No, that yeah, time you just bought that at a store. No, no. And actually, I, that was a long time to wait for something that you would purchase at Best Buy. I I did on Kickstarter, and uh, you know that that's going the other the other extreme. I don't want to back something knowing like no, you guys have already made it but uh <laughs> they just need to cover the postage to send out the dvds to their back it wasn't even that it was a, a digital download ah. but but my thing is like well I, yeah no i'll just buy a digital download don't make it look like i'm backing something when i know you're done with it but anyway so um, anyway and then this mental floss interview mm -hmm. they talk to him and like that's when he basically says like yeah guys like it's fine like i did this thing I don't want to make a movie because why? Uh, yeah, why, why do I, I need to? Why is that the pinnacle of success? And now he's doing like watercolors, like you, you know. Paintings. I don't know how. Yeah, how seriously he's doing it? And is like, he selling those or putting them in galleries and stuff? Well, no, and the or not that he's letting on, because the interviewer at some point mentions like. 
oh, you know, a lot of people would be interested in seeing that. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of just a hobby of mine. And I think expectations for anything I do are so incredibly high right now or like forever for some reason. And it's like, no, I'm just a guy like, and it's, it's true. There are fanatics like me that would be like, these are the best watercolor paintings I've ever seen. I've never seen a goddamn watercolor <laughs> yeah. painting outside of a third grade classroom. You know, like, it's like, yeah, you're working in a medium that I'm unfamiliar with. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, it, it kind of artificially inflates. It. It's like Bernie Williams of the New York Yankees. Yeah. Uh, he's a true Yankee. Uh-huh. Uh, played with them for years in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. He he's a great uh, player, he's fan a favorite, and he also plays like uh, jazz Latin, guitar, yeah, like right? Latin jazz guitar, yeah. And like my family, uh, big Yankee fans, my mm-hmm. extended family, and they're all like buying the buying each other Bernie Williams CDs for Christmas and be like, I listen to this CD all the time. It's like, yeah, but like you don't like Latin jazz, yeah. Yeah. Like, was, and if you did, there's better guys out there exactly. than Exactly. Or like people Bernie. who are like uh listen to And he'd uh, probably be the first to tell you. Yeah. He's like, No, you should pro- you should probably check out this guy and this guy and this yeah. guy. Plus I'm a multimillionaire. I don't need the royalties, <laughs> man. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. This is a hobby of mine. Yeah, I don't need to sell like ten thousand CDs. But I think that's also the thing with him. Like Bill Watterson could But you can argue that that's open you know, maybe your parents are about to get really into Latin jazz. Maybe this is opening their minds, expanding. I'm joking, but there is something to be said of people who do that kind of stuff, and then it, and then other people are like, "Oh, I, I would have never listened to this before, but now I like it." Um, I think might anybody these... who's that uh, maniacal a fan, yeah, um, doesn't have the capacity. Uh, you know, it's is like it that... a fish fan, like. Oh, maybe uh, somebody will uh, see the fish see fish cover a pavement song and then get into pavement. It's like, nope, f- uh, fish fans don't realize that there's other music. Like, I don't Bill Watterson fans don't... that would be really into Bill Watterson watercolors yeah. don't realize that anybody else is doing is in the watercolor game. I don't think I don't think it's that maniacal to spend ten bucks on a Bernie Williams CD. Like, I think that could turn people on. I could see if it's like, oh, you spent $100 to, you know, see him at like a small place uh, play. Well, then you could get him to sign your baseball. Exactly. But but that's that I could see. Yeah, you're not going to really turn other people on to, to this. But um, but I could also see the other side with the watercolors. He puts those out. A bunch of people start shitting on him. This guy's shit at watercolors. Oh, he thinks he can do both. You can't do watercolors. Yeah. And I could see him being like, yeah, no, I don't want to be judged on my watercolors. Yeah. It's a hobby. But that was his thing all along. I'm just a guy doing what I want to do. What did he do before Calvin and Hobbes? Um, he was briefly, I believe, and this is from the first few chapters of the, uh, or no, this is from the Mental Floss interview. Uh, he was briefly a political cartoonist. Okay. Um, and I think he wasn't that good at it. Um, and like he admitted that. And somebody in the book or in the something says, uh, I've seen his political cartoons and I'm glad he started doing <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes or something. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he started it pretty young. Um, I don't really know. But the other thing that pissed me off about this Mental Floss article, mm-hmm. this guy 
the guy who uh, interviewed him, mm-hmm. and maybe he did this for, maybe Bill Watterson did this for a reason, but just like, this guy didn't seem to know very much about Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. And like, at one point he's like, yep, uh, it's about uh, Calvin, a kid who is a stand-in for Bill Watterson, mm-hmm. who is like, every uh, opinion that Bill Watterson has comes out of this kid's mouth. No, sometimes Calvin is a complete moron. Yeah, like yeah, and his parents are the ones. Who yeah, are the, or, Hobbes. Or, or Hobbes. Yeah, is the voice of but reason. But it's like they were like, it's a Bill Watterson surrogate. No, it's nah. not. So you don't know that. That's a basic fact. And it's like, and his friend Hobbes, uh, who is a uh, a stuffed tiger that magically comes alive no, when he's around. Not magically, and even in 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 that twentieth anniversary book. Yeah. Bill Watterson's like, a lot of people, uh, you know, misconstrue what this is. Everybody has their own interpretations, but, like, it's not a doll that magically comes alive. It's his imagination. It's it's a matter of perception. This is is what this kid sees, and uh, when you see him as a stuffed thing, that's what everybody else sees. Like, there are so many comics where, you know, they show a panel with, Calvin Hobbes as you know a, 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 um, a talking walking tiger and another person and then the next panel Hobbes is uh, yeah you know just a stuffed animal like you are very clearly told no this is what Calvin's seeing yeah it's just a uh, but and that really pissed me off and then I was just yeah. like that's what that's what really set me off I mean the movie I haven't seen the book whatever um like again, I got nothing against these guys or whatever. The thing that really set me off was like, all right, if this guy's gonna give only his second interview this decade, mm-hmm. can we at least get the goddamn facts straight? You know what? Actually, yeah. nobody did. Everybody just stop talking about it. You're ruining it. It's this thing that exists and it's great. Everybody just shut the hell up. Yeah, shut up. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what the, you know, the idea of doing a movie or cartoon. Yeah. It's like. Even us right now. How many. What are we doing this for? How many, uh, how many times has somebody made a movie or a cartoon out of something where like, wow, that was, that really brought to the next level. Even things, you know, things that I love and movie versions that I love. I love Batman. I love the uh, Nolan movies. I don't think they're better than the comic books, though. And they can't be because it's a different medium. It's it's. I, I just don't get why people always want like nope. That's what you should want. That pinnacle medium that people are always let down by. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't nearly as good as uh, as their perception. But uh-huh. it's uh, it's a pretty pretty good comic. I had a, I had a bunch of uh, the um, I don't know what you even call them like graphic novels collections. I guess. Oh when yeah, I was the a collections. Kid. Yeah. I think I had all of them. Yeah, they're and I great. would just read those over and over. And reading some of them again now, you realize like, wow, I didn't even. You oh, know what? There's you so realize... many philosophical elements to it, and I don't want to be this this yeah. boring white guy going on about it. But but you already are. I'm a pretty boring <laughs> white guy in my day to day life. Yeah, it, just something I can't help. Just because you took your tie off, Tim, doesn't mean uh, you still got. Oh no, you untucked your shirt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. No, but going back and reading it. And it isn't even so much like that you go back and read it and think, oh, he was doing some really clever things here. I think it was more, oh, he did some things here that seeped into my childhood mind 
and started gears turning. Yeah. Which is impossible. I can't, you can't, I don't think you can set out to even do that. Um, which is why I think people have an affinity for him. Um, but again, just let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. You know what? You know what you do every time you get, you get that, that itch. Go read one of the, uh, what, hundreds, thousands of strips that he wrote? Yeah. It, they're plenty. great. Yeah. And just let it, let it be, man. Let it be what it is. And like he's... these people making the animations of it online. Yeah. First of all, if you love it so much, you know that guy doesn't want you doing that. I know people are selling, I saw an ad on Facebook. People were creating designs uh, like for shirts, mm-hmm. you know, unauthorized Calvin and Hobbes shirts. It's like, I hope they get a cease and desist letter. Like, if you like this thing, respect it. Well, and I think ruin it for me. It was cool of him that he was like, um, you know, yeah, people are doing these animated things or these like, you know, grown up Calvin, and he's married to uh, what's her name, Susie, Susie, Um, and they have a, a daughter or whatever. Like, yeah, it's fine as long as they're not doing it for profit, and as long as it doesn't. It isn't portrayed in a it's way. It's not canon. It's not canon. But as like, that's long the thing. I don't want to have to ever be like, that's not canon. I don't want to be that guy. Well, I just want to be that guy that's like, oh, this stuff that I like that's contained in those three books in my living room. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. But but I think it's it's really cool of him to say, yeah, if you're doing that stuff, as long as you're not selling it or making money off of it or misrepresenting my involvement in it, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. But like the second you try and do any of those things, oh no, I've got a team of lawyers. Yeah. Well, my thing is, I don't want you to do that at all because, like, no matter what Bill Watterson says, like, yeah, that's cool. It's ruining it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's diluting it for me. Uh, it doesn't dilute it for me. I've I've read a few of the like you know this is grown a thing that's up very special to me. Too. I, I've read a few of the grown up Calvin things, and you know, for like what they are, which is fan fiction, basically, like. Uh, I think they're 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 good. Like they're funny, and and uh, the the ones that I've seen seem to capture the spirit. And it is an interesting idea to think, oh yeah, he grows up to marry Susie, and then he's got a daughter who still has Hobbs, and she's uh, you know just as big of a terror as he is. Um, that's it interesting. It doesn't need that. It though. doesn't need it, but I don't think it's like ah, oh, we should burn down the internet because of it. No, it's. I mean, that's fine, but. You know, and that's what I appreciate—the fact that he's like, oh, if somebody loves this so much that they want to create something in that world, fine. Just don't try and make money off of it, and don't try and deceive people that I'm involved. And don't tell Tim about it, and don't tell Tim about it because he'll he'll have to read it. He'll have to read it, and then he'll ruin it. And then he'll be like, "Dude, what's wrong with it?" And here's the thing: I'm not saying it's the greatest thing that ever happened to society. It's just a thing that affected me in a in in a way. And I think uh, it happens to be one of those things that it affected a lot of people in that other in the in the same way. And uh, I do, don't know. do you think it's a nostalgia gone crazy? No, nah. no, I'm afraid. No. I'm afraid it's going to fall victim to that nostalgia. Yeah, um, and that's what I don't want. I don't want it to become because I don't think it's a nostalgic thing. I think no. it's, it's a timeless thing. Exactly. So I think. What people should be doing. We don't need to see Calvin with an iPhone. Exactly. I think what people should be doing instead of like posting, you know, BuzzFeed articles about it, which I'm afraid is going to happen because like people are starting to realize now that like there are strips that like kind of like 
foresee like oh yeah um you know big social trends and like mm-hmm. political fights which people pro- our age are kind of too dumb to realize kind of uh rise and fall throughout times like yeah. people are always going to like these debates have always been going but we're just such a narcissistic <laughs> generation we're just like this is the first time people have been concerned about people getting health care, and Calvin was talking about it in 1992. Uh, and this it's is like, the first time Democrats and Republicans aren't getting along. Yeah, having so, a fight. Um, I'm afraid that people are going to start seizing on that and being like the top ten uh, ways that Calvin told the future. Yeah, and like, uh, guys, you know what the best way to do if if you like this, mm-hmm. just yeah. Uh, do what my grandfather did. My grandfather, and you know, my grandfather was older. Weirdly, was older he was than older than I was. Um, makes sense. But like, and he wasn't like a he wasn't my age when he when Calvin and Hobbes started. You know, yeah. he was like an older man still. But like, he was the one. He would send me the books and and get me into. Oh yeah, it. because he probably read it. And he thought like this is hilarious, yeah. and it's for kids. Like, and that's the thing. Like kids, you know, I remember. Uh, it's the one thing that can transcend everything. No, and I remember like the the reason why I had all those books were because my parents bought them for me because they read the paper. Yeah, and you know they always read the funnies and they liked it, and it was about a kid, so I liked it. Uh, I read some some of those strips when I was eight, and I remember when it was a day when I was like. I don't get this. Yeah, they're 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 barreling down the the hill uh, on a sled or in a wagon, and Calvin's going on and on using a bunch of words I don't understand. Yeah, and like it wasn't like, and then they fell and and I laughed, but it's like, well, I don't get this one. I'll go on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, and like now I read those ones, those those those, those strips, and it's like. Oh my God! This this I, I have a newfound understanding of and. Do you remember the series where uh, I forget if it's their car, or their house, but it got broken into and somebody stole Hobbs? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that affected me as a kid. Like that was like a the, like a a big thing, like a caper. Yeah, going on. But uh, there was you, one where they found an injured bird and then it died. Do yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Oh god. But even now, like you read some of them and. There, there are a bunch of them where there's no Calvin or Hobbes jokes. It's all the parents' jokes, and you realize yeah. why older people liked it because yeah. they, you know it spoke to them too. But that's the thing. Instead, that's of- why I got those instead of you know Garfield books or whatever because my parents liked it. My parents also gave me uh, Far Side books too, just because they liked you it. You know what? I'm surprised. I wish Far Side would make a resurgence because that's not as, it's gonna as special happen. to me. Um, but like. There are just some funny, funny uh, non sequiturs. Some very. funny... I just uh, remember my parents had a book like on their coffee table that was, uh, uh, I think it was Far Side. It was like 101 uses for a dead cat. <laughs> it might not. No, I don't think that one was Far Side. That was something else. But then they had a Far Side one with dinosaurs on the cover. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean. I'm amazed that that hasn't had a resurgence because that was such a surreal. It was absurd. It was yeah. yeah, it was great. Cows would talk, Tom. Cows would talk. There are dinosaurs. So here's my plea. All right. To our generation, because we're we're out of time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't uh don't ruin this. 
<laughs> no, don't do that thing where you had to broadcast your love for something and, uh, you know, prove that you're a super fan and, like, you know, that, uh, you know, you know how everybody is on social media and all yeah. that stuff. Don't let it get into the nostalgia thing because it shouldn't be a nostalgic thing. If you like Calvin and Hobbes and it's special to you, pass it on. Buy your buy your nephew or your kid yeah. or or your niece or whatever. Uh, the, the kid that you tutor down at the library or whatever, turn them onto it. Or anybody, a coworker, yeah. just buy them a book and just shut the hell up about it. Yeah, I I think all those things. Well, they they just went digital now. You can get them on. Uh, I, I don't know about Kindle, but I think you, I know you can get them on iTunes. Yeah, you can get the digital collections. Yeah, um, just turn yeah. somebody onto it if 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 that's really important to you. Because like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Or, well, I mean, that's one of the ways to do it. The other way to do it is get, um, like, a sticker you p- you can put on your truck of Calvin pissing on a Ford logo. Yeah, that, that'll that'll stick it to uh, those those uh, those jerks down at the Ford plant on the other side of town. Yeah. All right, we're out of time, Tom. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you like the show, you can be our fan or our friend, but certainly not our foe, on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, Facebook.com slash pop everything podcast. Or you can email us at uh, pop everything at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about this. We do have a, a, a segment, top two, bottom two, that we keep running out of time. Every I'm thinking week. next week we should do an all top two, all Yeah, that's two, what we Because we got do. a bunch built up. Yeah, we do. Um, if you know what that is, um, uh, email us uh, your suggestions for top we two, bottom two. We simply don't have time to explain now. <laughs> Um, what else? Follow us on Twitter at Pop Everything. Uh, if you're doing your holiday shopping uh, through Amazon this year, uh, try doing it through tcgte.com slash Amazon. It's the same old Amazon, but we get a little bit of a kickback, and it'll mm-hmm. make our holidays brighter, and it won't make your holidays any darker. I don't no. know why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I won't, I won't get coal in my stocking for once in my life. If you want to buy that... Uh, uh, complete Calvin and Hobbes for like eighty nine dollars for that. I think it's probably even cheaper in your life. Uh, go to tcgte.com slash Amazon and buy it that way. Yeah. Or don't. I don't want to make money off Calvin and Hobbes. I do, Tim. I I had a lot to do with it. Record this episode. People wouldn't know about it. Yeah, most people. I think we turned a lot of people on. I think a lot of people were ignorant to uh, Calvin and Hobbes' existence before we started talking yeah. about it. Actually, I, I I don't know how uh, how big it was um, overseas. That's true. You know, like I I wouldn't be surprised if it were just as big or if people had never heard of it. Yeah, like their weird Dennis the Menace that they have over there. That's not the real Dennis the Menace. No, that's that's another topic for another time. <laughs> that is. So write that down as a future topic. Yeah. We need to get a, a real life British person on on this thing to discuss that. Um and also if you for everything go to tcgte.com and uh Click around on everything. Yeah, listen to our other uh, show, The Complete Guide to Everything, and you can buy Complete Guide to Everything merch there Mm -hmm. for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Or Hanukkah. Well, Hanukkah's starting already. Yeah, we're not going to be able to ship it before. Hanukkah Hanukkah. 2014. (laughs) No, late Hanukkah present. Hanukkah's what? Eight nights. Eight nights? Christmas is 12 nights. Eight nights, it'll be late, but (laughs) that's fine. Yeah. Given IOU. It was early this year. I didn't know. 
Yeah, it was early this year, right? Yeah, it's really early. It's the first ever Thanksgiving okay, or something. Yeah. Or not the first ever, but like Just the put, last uh, one. Just put an IOU in a box and be like, here you go. I Happy re- third night of Hanukkah. Yeah. Suck it's an IOU. And and also throw in, and I'll do the dishes one night. Yeah. I'll give you a massage. massage. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 